Buenos dias this week from Los Angeles. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 12th of May 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Another week, another row between President Fernandez and Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. This time, the VP criticized her own government's management of the economy for not being able to control the inflation, or in other words, to not have listened to her suggestions on a proper strategy. Seemingly unaffected, the president flew off to Europe for a week-long tour. His first stop was Madrid, where he met with Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez and King Felipe VI, as well as business leaders in tech, lithium, mining, and green hydrogen. Also on his agenda are meetings lined up with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and, potentially, France's President Emmanuel Macron. One of the ultimate goals of these meetings is to promote Argentina as a stable supplier of food and energy amid the war in Eastern Europe. Also, the president will lean on his position as temporary president of the community of Latin American and Caribbean states to strengthen ties between the region and the European Union. Speaking of the war in Eastern Europe, five new Ukrainian refugees landed in Argentina on Saturday the 7th. Two women, the two children of one of them, and a man arrived on a plane belonging to Solidaire, a non-profit run by Argentine pilot and film director and Enrique Pinerio. Those are technically the first refugees to arrive in Argentina on a humanitarian flight, as the rest had traveled through their own means, assisted by the Ukrainian-Argentine community. According to official statistics, about 400,000 Ukrainians and descendants of Ukrainians live in Argentina as a result of various waves of migration. On that note about waves and migration, the Center for Latin American Migration Studies created a database where Argentines can track down how their ancestors arrived in the country. The database spans 160 years between 1800 and 1960, through which users can search the names of their ancestors and see their ages, point of origin, and profession at the time of arrival. Want to know more about your ancestors? Check the link in the show notes. From digging up data to literally digging up something, Argentine paleontologists announced the discovery of a dinosaur of more than nine meters. The fossils were found near El Calafate and close to the Perito Moreno glacier in the Santa Cruz province. The creature most likely lived about 70 million years ago. Since we're on the topic of valuable old things, the shirt that footballer Diego Maradona wore when he scored the goal of the century for Argentina against England at the 1986 World Cup has sold for seven million pounds, about nine million dollars. It's the highest price ever paid for a piece of sports memorabilia, and it was 
the former England midfielder Steve Hodge, who put it up for auction. He'd had it for about 36 years after he swapped it with Maradona following the famous quarterfinal in Mexico. When Maradona died in November 2020, Hodge was quick to clarify that he had no intention of putting the shirt up for sale. Well, he had nine million reasons to change his mind. The British auction house, Sotheby's, has not confirmed the identity of the buyer, but rumor has it they are from the United Arab Emirates. Now, the Argentine Football Association is negotiating with the buyer to potentially have the shirt in a local museum for at least one day on October 30th, the late footballer's birthday. Speaking of millions of dollars, the Latin American e-commerce giant Mercado Libre plans to invest some 10 billion U.S. dollars across the region this year. In the first quarter of 2022, the company grew its revenue more than forecast, with net revenue rising 63% from a year earlier. Following the release of those numbers, Mercado Libre announced plans to boost direct employment by 46%, hiring 14,000 people across six countries in Latin America. However, not all is good news for Mercado Libre. The company was charged with alleged misleading advertising due to its interest-free installments. If you are a frequent user, you probably noticed by now how countless shops within the platform post two identical products with very different prices. The one with the lower price does not offer interest-free installments, while the one with the higher price does. It's not hard to understand why these shops do that, but the claims argue that the advertising is misleading and would constitute an alleged breach of the consumer protection law. Another local company that has built a reputation for being a desirable employer is Banco Galicia. A few weeks ago, the bank, which is the country's largest private bank by market value, announced that it was preparing to offer clients the possibility of buying cryptocurrency through their home banking platform. The decision followed high customer demand, but the central bank quickly put the brakes on their plans. On Friday the 6th, the Monetary Authority banned operations that allow bank clients to purchase crypto, stating it aims to protect people from the risks involved in transactions of digital assets. It's a miracle that people have any money left to save in crypto by the end of the month, considering that Buenos Aires City ranked as the third most expensive city in Latin America. This survey, however, focuses only on the prices of real estate. According to the findings, the cost of an average square meter of real estate in Buenos Aires is around 2,600 U.S. dollars, putting it in third place behind Santiago de Chile and Montevideo, and followed by Mexico City. The cheapest real estate was found in Quito, Ecuador, Córdoba, Argentina, Bogota, Colombia, and Rosario, Argentina. Gas prices are also on the rise in what is probably the biggest increase since the start of the current administration. Gas prices have gone up by at least 11%, 
with some differences across provinces. So far this year, fuel has seen increases in February and then in March, but never above 10%. In other news, the digital nomads visa that we had been teasing in previous episodes is finally out. On Tuesday the 10th, the Minister of Interior, Vado de Pedro, and his counterpart from Tourism and Sports, Matias Lamans, announced a new type of visa that includes a series of benefits with the objective of attracting the digital nomads community and generating a positive economic impact through the income of foreign currency. The visa will allow people to stay for 180 days, extendable only once. It's similar to applying for temporary residence, but with the possibility of providing services for companies and individuals abroad. There are more than 35 million digital nomads in the world, mostly between the ages of 20 and 40, and it's estimated that this group spends more than the common tourists. An average stay is valued at 6,000 U.S. dollars on average. Soon, the government will kick off a series of activations and public relations events that will be held in cities like New York, London, and Paris. At the same time, Aero Linneas Argentinas will join the initiative by offering special rates for this type of tourist. Before we go, remember that next Wednesday, the 18th of May, is a national holiday due to the census. Most of the country will shut down as tons, as tens of thousands of census workers go door to door surveying the population with only the essential services allowed to remain open. The last census was carried out in 2010, and this year's edition brings some novelty, such as the chance of declaring one's chosen ethnic or gender identity, as well as the possibility to complete the form online. The corresponding link will be in the show notes if you want to check it out. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We told you what's going on in Argentina. Now it's your turn to tell your buds about Rorschach. Don't forget to subscribe and give us some feedback at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana. (laughs) 